Welcome back to Not Just a Bikini Girl podcast. This is your host, Jasmine Jeffrey. And today I have the fabulous Phoebe Goodwin, who I've known for like a few years now, actually. And I've tanned her a few times, I think, as well. We've judged together. Yeah, we've bumped into each other quite a few times and like random things, which has been quite nice. And now we judge at FitX too. So I wanted to get her on to talk about loads of different topics about posing, tool girl, tool girl problems, uh, judging, her past experience. Also, I completely forgot that she used to do figure, so I wanted to kind of cover that too. So welcome, my lovely, to the podcast. Hello, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. You're all good, you're all good. So I think we should cover first, who the hell are you? Because I... Even though I've known you for quite a while, I completely forgot until I was like drafting questions down. I was thinking, oh, I can ask about her past experience. I thought, hang on, she's not always done bikini. And I just completely forgot that. So give a brief overview of your past competing experience, potentially how you got into it. Did you see yourself as a competitor in the bodybuilding world? Was that always the goal? Like talk us through all that. Yeah, so I've had kind of a bit of a crazy competing experience. I've kind of gone from federation to federation and class to class. And to be fair, I didn't even start off wanting to be a bodybuilder. I kind of just went in the same pathways as Nathan. <laughs> just okay. thought I'd do it with him. Um, so first I started off as junior bikini. So I did PCA, junior bikini. No, I didn't, actually. I did... Naba England toned figure okay. and then a week later I did PCA junior bikini so I literally decided within a week that I was going to try a different class just because I didn't know I didn't know what class suited me and I didn't know where my physique stood so mm-hmm. I thought oh well, if I just try both I'll see how well I do and then see which I prefer. <laughs> see I like that and then, I like how chilled you are about that because I think a lot of people these days would be really panicky they would probably feel like especially the first time I like you've got to make the right decision straight away with your federation with your class but it's quite cool when you're just like yeah do you know what didn't have a bloody clue so I just thought I'll just roll into both. <laughs> yeah exactly I think I just wanted to do it for the experience like at the time I didn't have future plans of doing it like for many years more. It was just a case of stepping on stage, enjoying the stage time and just being able to perform and obviously enjoying the process. So why not do a different federation and a different class? Um, So then I did, so I did the PCA for Junior Bikini and I actually placed third and I got an invite to the British finals. Um, And then a few weeks after that, I actually went and did PCA toned figure. So I went back to toned figure again. <laughs> um, I thought, well, I'll see if I get a British invite for toned figure. And then if I did, I think I was going to roll with the toned figure kind of class. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think second and received a British finals invite. So I just went away and thought, yes, I'm going to stick with toned figure. More so because I just really liked doing the routine. Mm. Have you been a performer before? Yes, I'm a a dancer, but only as an amateur though. I'm not a professional dancer. Would love to. (laughs) Better than my two left feet, so we're cool. Yeah, I think it helps massively with everything dancing, especially Mm. So. Then I got invited to the British finals, so off I went away into an improvement season, 
ready for the following year because I think it was about eight months after the British finals so mm -hmm. I had plenty of time to improve so I went back and did the British finals for PCA in turn figure and I came third so little me year before not knowing if I wanted to be a bodybuilder and then I come third in turn figure British finals so I thought that was really good going mm. um, so then after that I took a year off just because I had loads of social things coming up the, the following year, it was like, I had about five friends, weddings, stuff like that. Still trained and I danced loads, had my dance shows, but I wasn't as focused on, say, putting muscle on to an, for an improvement season, really. Mm. I probably didn't rest as much as I could have. Um, but then after my dance shows had finished, so this was 2019, I decided that competing was something that I wanted to do and I, I needed to make some really good improvements if I wanted to do well. So I started working with Cuba in December 2019 mm -hmm. and that was when I kind of restarted trying to put muscle on and building up my calories rather than staying at kind of just above maintenance to mm -hmm. stay kind of leanish all year round. So the goal was with Cuba to originally carry on with figure so I was still practicing my figure poses and I started learning the IFBB style figure poses as well. Obviously, yeah. it's different to your PCA and ABBA federations. So we went on to do that. And then we got to we got to the lockdown. So the lockdown hit, the gyms closed, still continued to progress and as much as I could in my back garden. Yeah. But then it got to May and I said to Cuba, I still want to compete this year. And it was like, okay, um, obviously there was, all the shows had been cancelled. I think they put some dates out for some shows in September. So, or October, sorry. So I said, I think I want to compete in October. So we looked at my physique and looked at kind of where I'd fit. And I didn't hold nowhere near enough mass for figure if I was going to run with the IFBB NPC mm. Federation. So I just switched to bikini. <laughs> I like how chilled you are about this, because usually I think people would be like, they'd make it like a real big deal, but you just seem very like, yeah, just, you seem to kind of be like, make the decision at that moment and just go, yeah, cool, that's it. And you kind of just seem to continue on. That's the, that's the um, perception I'm getting anyway. Yeah, I am very chilled anyway. And I think because I knew that, whichever federation and whichever posing style it was I might not have been able to pose like that at the time but I knew I was able to put the work in and I'd make sure that the posing would be correct by show day mm. so I think that's why it didn't kind of phase me that I was changing classes or federations even if it was last minute mm. so end of May decided I was going to do bikini started learning the posing and then that was that went into IFBB figure I did my first show it was a pro qualifier actually because they scrapped all the regionals that year and um, I won my height class went into the overall and just shinest out on the pro card my first first class with um, I think it was two bros then after that, I did a international show, my first ever international show in Alicante, where I placed fourth. And then another few weeks after that, I went to Romania and I placed third. So that was that. That's not a bad life. It's not a bad life. Do you want to go back to figure? 
I feel like I'm just a bikini girl now, but not yeah. so much a... I wouldn't class myself as a bikini girl in any other federation apart from the IFBB NPC. I just think my physique now wouldn't kind of fit with those. Maybe maybe PCA and Fitech, but I think I'd have to do trained and I'd just have to get the condition. Mm. I just think the criteria are very different. So if you turn, I mean, when you turn pro, I like saying that to people, when you turn pro, do you think you'll stay with IFBB Pro Bikini? Do you think you, if you really wanted to take a few years out, maybe go for figure afterwards? Or do you think that's it, bikini, that's it? Loads of people keep saying this to me. Well, not loads, few people keep saying to me, you're going to move up to figure. And I'm never going to say never, but I love the look of the um, bikini pros. I just yeah. feel like I want to walk around looking like a bikini pro all the time. <laughs> I like that. I like that. So you've briefly scratched the surface about criteria. So I think that's a good little snippet or like run through into talking yeah. about judging. Because we are both, I think we've both judged so much shows. I think I've done two. Have you done two? Yeah, I've done two, yes. Okay, cool. So were you shit in your pants? Because I was so nervous for Leeds. Oh my God. Like, oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, I was. I was. Like, you're kind of in control of the individual's outcome. So mm. you can't get anything wrong because their place is at stake. Honestly, I remember just walking around Leeds. It's been, I, everyone's like, you, you okay? I'm like, uh, no. That's why I'm like, <laughs> I'm never going to say yeah. I'm like, no, I'm absolutely scared. I'm so scared. Oh my god! I just got myself in such like a difficulty, difficulty. and I still remember Leeds. Like Andy when was sitting next to me, and like Fitex Leeds bikini. I had a meltdown. Said so Andy's like, "Can't do this. I can't do this. Can't do this." And Lisa came over and she's like, "You're all right." I was like, "I just, I just, I'm dyslexic. My numbers. I'm getting my numbers mixed up." And she's like, "Jasmine, breathe." I was like, "Okay, okay." And she goes, right, let's get them back out again. So if anyone remembers being pulled back out, it's because of me and my dyslexia. Because uh, I just couldn't be You know, you're getting it right. I'd rather have them called back out and make sure that you've, you're writing it down right. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, of the day, so yeah. It was like, isn't it 15 girls? Yeah, it was a big yeah. class. That was a big class. Was there, is there anything that surprised you about judging? Or did you have any preconceived things that you thought about judging that aren't true hmm well I think it's good to touch on the fact that the judges don't care what who the person is what their Instagram is what they are on social media mm. like we don't care about any of that we just care about the physique and the package that they take on the day and that's what we're judging them on we're not judging anyone on who they are it's kind of good to touch on that because a lot of people kind of have it in their head that just because they're this person's got x amount of followers that they're automatically going to win a show you ain't got time to think about it to be honest i'm just like <laughs> like everyone looks so different when they're on stage anyway pardon everyone looks so different when they're on stage and all glammed up yeah i'm guessing compared to their instagram or whatever anyway that's true. That's true. Is there anything, has it changed the way that you look at competing or as a competitor yourself? Has anything changed? 
or something kind of come out to you where you're like actually that's really important and I didn't realize how important that was or that's something that I need to be doing more as a competitor because I've seen it from the judge's side and blah 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 does that make sense I feel like if I'd have done the judging last year before I'd started posing coaching then I'd say absolutely yes but since I've been posing coaching I feel like I'm very aware of certain things, you know, like stagecraft and things to look for to help the athlete be better when they're on stage. I feel like I kind of learnt all that before the shows, but only recently this year, um, just from working with Emma and her teaching me everything. So I think if you'd have asked me this question last year before I started working as that, then I'd say absolutely. <laughs> and what would that answer be? Just like certain things like um... I think for me it's been about balance like even if yeah. you've got the most yeah. insane lap taper if your legs aren't at that level you can't pull out that lap taper because it's going to throw off your balance that's a big thing it's showing me I think yes absolutely so like rather than thinking oh yeah they've got great quads um but they're not actually got a balanced physique. Let's take myself, for example, last year when I competed as the bikini in IFBB, um, my glutes and hamstrings was kind of, they weren't non-existent, but compared to my quads, my physique wasn't balanced. And now I see why I placed where I did mm. because my physique wasn't complete. I wasn't balanced. So... Mm absolutely that is a big thing yeah I think so even when I'm posing now I'm like oh I want to pull up my lap taper but my legs aren't there yet fuck's sake I get really annoyed yeah yeah. so like in certain poses athletes might have to pose down certain body parts Mm. um so yeah I think it is a case of making sure that people's training splits kind of match up the the class and the criteria that they're trying to fit as well rather than just growing certain body parts because it's a good body part of theirs mm. yeah 100 100 i'm trying to think what else is pulled out with me um do you think people do you think anything's changed changed since being a judge or people's perceptions of you uh, i don't know actually I don't know if maybe I'm too oblivious of people's perceptions. Because <laughs> I, I don't know what, I was worried that being a judge meant that people would treat me differently for whatever way that would be. But I'm actually been quite, I've been pleasantly surprised that that hasn't happened. But you do hear that sometimes when, you know, someone becomes a judge and everyone actually changes differently towards them because they think that's going to affect things, blah, blah, blah. But like, I don't think it's happened I think it's because we haven't changed neither so you can imagine that some people would potentially be like oh I'm a judge and potentially alter their ego would you say ego Mm. yeah probably I still can't well I'm good I'm better with numbers though that's one thing that's definitely improved my word that first that bikini one pen though you used pen Right, do you know what messed up, right? It's because a couple of people either moved class or dropped out last minute. So yes. that's what threw me. Yes. Well, that one out, yes, I, I was the same. 
Yeah. I must have dribbled them out about three times with my rubber. Because then I was going across the line going, yeah, one, two, three, four. Well, technically it's not. It's one, three, seven, because the other ones have buggered off. So I was like, oh, great. (laughs) I was the same. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's too funny. It's too funny. I want to go over as well. I don't think some people are very clear with the overall and how the overall is judged. So I don't know if you want to kind of go through that in terms of criteria and what the overall, how it's judged differently, technically. Yeah, so the overall isn't judged on the athletes, like, on stage against each other. Well, they are against each other, but we are judging them on who fits the criteria the best. So obviously each athlete has got different criteria because we've got the bikini girls, we've got the bigger girls, we've got the trained figure, the, the wellness, the physique... So we're judging each individual athlete on their own individual criteria. And that's how we come up with the top three. You all have to put your, your scores in, pass it down, and it gets worked out. Oh. Same with the males as well. So it's just a case of seeing which athletes fits it the best. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I quite like that we, we, we place top three as well for FedEx. I think that's quite cool. I do. I do. I like that. They get some good prizes. Yeah. Holla. Like, every time, every time like, the, uh, Sophie brings them out, I'm like, oh, that looks good. Oh, that looks good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so funny. How do you find giving feedback? I think um, at first, I was like, oh, what do I say to this person? What do I say to this person? But I think it's helped the fact that I live with Nathan and we both have notes. So we kind of like chatted about certain people if we needed to, but now I feel more confident with the things that I'm going to say and how to word certain feedback mm-hmm. to them. Uh, so yeah, I feel like feel like I find it all right now. Yeah. Better this after the second show rather than the first show, but I like giving the feedback. Yeah, I do actually because I think. I don't know about you, I found, because I think we've been competitors, like, well, we are competitors ourselves. We know kind of like when you, you you can tell it's just like copy, copy and paste shit. And you're just like, come on, like you have, you do not remember me. Do not have, don't say that. Whereas I think now we know exactly like, because we've been there and may potentially have that experience in the past. Well, I definitely have. It's definitely like, I, I like the fact that I can give that feedback because I know that it's, it, while it might not be the same as other judges, and I do kind of say to people, this is only my opinion. Like, if you want to, like, I typically, if I am a competitor now, I think if I ideally could do it, if I could have had the most ideal situation, I would take a man and a woman, both feedback, and see what it's like. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Just to see if they've got different opinions just from being male and female. But I think that all of the judging panel kind of had the same kind of opinion from especially from the last show I spoke to Lisa the head judge afterwards to see in what kind of placings everyone was giving the athletes and she said that yeah we was all on the same wave which was good same page (laughs) yeah same same hymn sheet got the one as well So I'm useless for sayings. I'm absolutely. I may have cut my own sayings, and I just think that I make them up all the time. And Nathan's like, "That's not the right word." I'm like, "Us." See, Joe's always saying to me like, "Born in a barn," and for ages I was like, "What the hell is he saying?" Born in a barn. So apparently, it's when you keep the door open, let the cold in. 
I know what one means. Elephant in the room. Oh, Alara. Do, do you know, I that, know one? that one? Yeah, it's funny how me and Joe like live. 10 minutes down the road for how many years and we well he says sayings and I'm like what the hell is that like and then I people say you should know that saying it's northern I'm like I don't know yeah but northern so people who are like live in Bournemouth think Northampton's northern whereas you don't think Northampton's northern no down south isn't there there kind of down yeah like middle middle middle-ish middle-ish I don't so I want to go over now, going kind of talking about, we can still mention judging, um, but more about posing as well. So yeah. you've recently become Emma Hyman's amazing, I'm going to call psychic. It's kind of like Batman and Robin. Um, so you're the new yeah. psychic. Where, how did that come about for you? And what, is it not even been a year, has it really? But like, what do you think has changed even from like when you first started posing coaching to now when you're doing posing coaching um it can't it came about like very spontaneously actually so she just messaged me saying i've got a um, business proposal for you um, and i just text back saying i'm in <laughs> <laughs> i didn't even know what it was but i think Ever since I first started posing with Emma, so back in 2017 for my first comms, I've always said to myself, and I've said to Nathan as well, it'd be great if Emma would, like, work with me. (laughs) You know, when you kind of want to do something and you just have that kind of in the back of your mind, and then I think when she asked me, I think deep down I just thought, oh, she's going to ask me to work with her. so I just said yeah and then we went for a walk and a chat and she just kind of laid everything out and I, I said absolutely I'd love to um so the sessions then went live in April was that when the gyms reopened April yeah yeah that's that's when I started working with Emma and I was so surprised with how booked up all the sessions got straight away like I didn't think that it would go as well as what it is well obviously I thought it would go well or Emma wouldn't have asked me but I don't know I'm just I'm just really happy with how everything's going I can't remember what else you asked me I think what um it's only been like obviously a short period of time but do you think what do you think is kind of maybe changed in the industry do you think anything has been shifting slightly because one comment I heard was like there's more posing coaches than there has ever been before but the posing itself doesn't seem to be improving that's one comment that I'm hearing quite a lot oh really I think that a lot of people are now understanding the importance of posing so I think that there is the clientele for more posing coaches but I still think a lot of people that are posing coaches new ones are still probably not not I wouldn't say as good but they probably still need to make improvements to either their own posing or their own teaching style and the the way that they teach the posing because it's okay if you compose yourself but you've got to be able to teach it Mm. in the different two different things so I think it's just a case of they might potentially be going to the wrong posing coach for them um potentially that's why the posing hasn't got better. Mm. 
like I remember working with Emma and the way she kind of explained everything it was like it just made it's like the body like it sounds silly the mind and the body and I felt like for me were working together because the way that she was explaining it whereas I find it hard to explain even when I'm trying to like tell a friend how to do it she's like oh teach me the Paris and all this stuff I'm like I'll go on then I even trying to explain to like my, my friends oh this is how you do it they're like what I'm like I I have not got the lingo so yeah that's the case really you you have to understand why you're doing something and what you're doing and what you're trying to showcase for it to kind of all merge together is there certain things when you are in the studio itself where do you feel like sometimes it's situations where you're kind of like your perspective is very very different to the competitor and you can tell the competitors kind of stuck in their ways do you get that sometimes or are people yeah. fairly open yeah so um people are fairly open but I have had someone in before so obviously as much as it's not our job to tell someone that they're in their own class um, but it's also our job to kind of make sure that they're going to do the, the best class for them mm. so if it's obvious that they're going into the wrong class say a bikini girl saying she's wellness and it's very very obvious they're not then I would advise bikini say same maybe if a guy is wanting to be a bodybuilder but is more suited to men's physique I would advise um, but I've not had anyone that's set in the ways and said no. <laughs> so, so, but yeah, every single client that I've had in so far, it's been really, really nice. And I feel like most of them are really nervous because it's new to them. So, yeah, it's, 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 it's a really nice job. I love it. Good. I do find sometimes, like when I'm doing my own posing, I'm like, yeah, slay, got this stuff, it's fine. As soon as like I'm stood in front of someone, I'm like, <laughs> and I probably freak out. I'm like, why am I doing this? Like, why am I freaking out? I've done this. It's like when you're a little kid and you're dancing in your own room thinking you're Britney Spears, and when you've got to go for that dance rehearsal, you absolutely flunk it. <laughs> it is though, like you kind of get a wave of nerves that's it's not nerves as in like you're scared, but it's just don't know it's it is I suppose it is nerves and a bit of anxiety kind of a bit of a wave yeah because you you want to make sure you're doing everything right and I think unless until you are absolutely certain on everything I think you're always going to get that wash of nerves Mm, I think so so for people obviously you say you've been a dancer before but there's a lot of people who haven't don't have or haven't had that experience of being on stage a few times and you know, developing, I guess, that stage confidence. Like, what sort of things would you say to people are really, really beneficial for them if they want to kind of? I think the nerves don't ever go away, but what advice would you give to people to kind of build it up, if that makes sense? So, firstly, I would always make sure that you are practicing without a mirror and recording yourself and watching it back because there's things that you tend to do that you don't realize you're doing especially when you're practicing in front of a mirror mm-hmm. um, so definitely practice without a mirror try and take yourself out of your comfort zone so maybe if you are practicing get someone to come and watch you or do it in front of your coach or 
do it in the middle of the gym where other people can see it. It's, it's just putting yourself in kind of different situations and different environments that's going to take yourself out of your comfort zone. Um, and it just helps build your confidence. When you feel nervous on stage, you, you're more than likely going to get a bit of a shaky smile or something like that. So kind of having your head what you're going to do if this happens, because you can't help it, you can't stop it. So I would always smile with teeth. And then if you get a bit of a shaky smile, just close your mouth, but still smile and then smile again. But also when you turn around to the back, any, in, any um, individual in any class, Whenever you turn around to the back, just breathe. Breathe through the nerves and kind of don't tense up because it's very easy to let the nerves get the best better of you. Then when you turn back around to the front, you, you're like startled because you're yeah. too nervous. So you've just got to go with it and just breathe through them. Do you know what I've done before when I've hit the back pose? Yeah, I can't do it. Obviously, we haven't got a video right now, but like, I move my mouth like I'll probably do that. And honestly, one of the guys could not stop laughing because he could see me trying to like loosen my jaw. Like, oh, wow. That's what it is. That's what it is. You need to just like use that time facing the back and just move your mouth. <laughs> no, I was doing a weird fish impression to Phoebe, she was loving it. But yeah, I always do that. I, I find I on one of the pictures from one of the last shows, it's taken a picture of all the girls in their rear pose, but it's taken from the back of the stage. So you can see our faces. And I'm like blowing, <laughs> like breathing. <laughs> why would you do that, man? Like, why take a photo from that shot? Because you know, you're like, everyone's face is going to be like really, really bloody weird. <laughs> love it so next thing I want to talk about going in like I'm kind of making this flow somewhat is posing shoes so have you always had the cocktail no I haven't but they are my new favorite ever shoe (laughs) what did you have before so my first ever pair was actually lip and then I think I sent a picture of you picture of my feet to you actually oh yeah you did yeah, saying, can you help me? I bought these off at eBay. They kill my feet. Why are my toes hanging off the end? <laughs> I don't know what shoes they are. And you replied saying, their lip. I said that my feet are wide. And you said, yes, their lip. They're actually for people that haven't got wide feet. And I would recommend going the size up. And uh, you told me some recommendations. So then I got Flair after that. Uh, I really liked Flair. But then I saw uh, quite a lot of the IFBB on the higher platform. So I thought I would try those and I absolutely love them. The cocktails are, because the platform is higher, your foot's not as steep and mm. they're just cushioned. And I feel like I can just run around on the stage in them. <laughs> <laughs> they are good. They are good. Have you found your the choice of shoe effects posing? and the lip I found that really my first ever shoe I found them quite difficult to pose in I think they're quite narrow at the bottom Mm -hmm. I I just found that I didn't have as much balance in them and same with the flare I felt like if I was doing bikini poses I couldn't get quite on top of the toe in the side shots Mm. but with the cocktails I think the, the platform helps to get on top of the toe. I just love them. 
<laughs> they are so comfy that you just offset so much of that height heel height increase as well like definitely and I do think the lip is great if you have got you know you're more narrow narrow uh sort of yeah styles. I think that's what it was because my feet was just so cramped I, I just I just wasn't that balanced in them because mm. even if like you're trying to rotate like kind of want to try and explain I find when I'm in the lip say I'm in off season right if I'm in the lip then I can't really like rotate or move my body. It feels quite stiff because my foot isn't able to plant itself and push yeah. into the floor. Whereas the cocktail, yeah. more space, I can do that. In If I'm like in prep, say like I was on show day and something happens to my cocktails and I had lip there, I could get away with it because my feet would shrink, but I would still much rather have a cocktail. <laughs> yeah, I've just got wide feet, so cocktail all the way yeah exactly I was um I can't think of the word but do you know where you're not sure so I wasn't sure if cocktails was going to be the shoe for me I can't think of the word um basically because I'm tall and mm. they platform so I, I was what what would the word be I can't think of the word but I think I know what you mean anyway so I was debating whether to get them or not first because of my height and then I kind of saw past the height and thought I want to buy the shoe that's going to be the most comfiest and that will make my leg look the best yeah you've got to think like a flare is a four and a half a cocktail is a five if you put half an inch in a ruler it's nothing exactly exactly you could and I think some people I don't know if you kind of get this kind of feedback when you're doing posing, but especially when I'm on DMs and stuff, people are really, really worried about, oh, I don't want to be like the tallest person of wearing a five inch. I'm thinking you could like, if you sit really upright, you could gain half an inch. If you slouch back down, you could lose half an inch. You're worrying about half an inch and it's nothing. <laughs> exactly. I don't know why people are so so worried about height when they're not even that tall that's true that's true and nicely flowing into the next topic I've got down here is tall girl problems so I I have been I've been guilty of this um I think especially before judging I was always like oh if I'm tall it's gonna go against me blah 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 because I thought if I have I know I'm never gonna be the most muscular girl on stage like it's going to be impossible. <laughs> it's going to be impossible. Um, but how tall are you again? I'm five foot nine. Five foot nine. And have you been self-conscious of your height previously or not? Yeah, I have actually. I think, I think until, until I realised that I, after the first few shows that I still placed well that I knew that height kind of wasn't going to go against me and after speaking with Nathan he said that I think I was the tallest one in the in the toned figure class mm. he said that he was drawn to me because of my height and my blonde hair but whether he's just saying that because he's going to look at me <laughs> I do hear that quite a lot though like sometimes if you are the tallest one like you do naturally stand out yes. everyone else is a certain height and then as you like a little bit higher it is much harder for us though because we've got a bigger frame to fill in mm. terms of but 
like we said, as long as your physique is balanced, it doesn't matter on your height. There you go. There you go. I yeah, I used to feel really self-conscious about being tall on stage and also wearing a five inch. But I just thought, you know what? I'm wearing a four and a half anyway. It's that it's not going to change anything. So you've just got to work it. And one thing I noticed I was doing a lot in posing was trying to be smaller. I was like punch, kind of like punching down. I wasn't standing upright and like standing proud. proud. Yeah, that makes absolute sense. Makes absolute sense. I think we kind of you grow into habits like that. May, that may have potentially started when you were younger. Yeah. Rather than just now when you've been posing. Yeah. So I think now you kind of get used to the fact that tall isn't bad. You can now stand tall and proud in your posing as well. Yeah. But no, it's so true that when I was younger, bullied all every. Ever since I was maybe five or six, I was bullied for my height constantly. So like, yeah. So I always had to make I always do this weird thing where I was trying to make myself small and any way I could. I hate bullies. Cruel and it, the things that people say to you when you're younger does stick with you for many years after. Yeah. But now you love people, so that's good. <laughs> I think what. Um, in the nicest way, karma is a bitch. And the people that were really bad with bullying me and stuff are now the people that are like, oh, what's your Instagram story? Da, 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 da. And like, oh, that's interesting. They're talking to me as if it's just like we're busy mates. I'm like, you are horrid to me. You I think my knees. Yes. God. People are just weird, man. Um, but yeah, going completely off topic. So tall girl problems, do you find... Do you find like carving up or peaking? Do you find that that's different for you because of how tall you are? Because I always have this fear, especially from going to lean at some occasions in my own um, shows. I'm always worried that like I'm going to look stringy. Yeah, I know what you mean. I think there's a fine line between looking stringy because you're flat and looking stringy because you've not got enough muscle there yet. So... But I, I do know exactly what you mean. I think us tall girls can get away with a bit more food. We've mm. got big brain to fill. But I do think we kind of... Well, it depends on your class and depends on your, your criteria, though, doesn't it? Depending on what look you're going to take to the stage. But I know exactly what you mean. I think I always say now, still say now, that I've got long, stringy arms. <laughs> if you see, yeah, you see mine, though, man. Like, mine are full on string. Like yours is rope. Yours are ropes. It's a bit thicker than string. Like, <laughs> but I. What was nice actually was when um, Becky Dean won the overall. I was like, yes, tall girl. <laughs> yes, tall girl. Yeah, she looked really good. I was super hyped on that. Super hyped. She has not, she has not got stringy arms though. <laughs> no, she, I doubt. Her, she's got real. I honestly ask Cal for muscle mentors for so many years now she has no idea about this I have been obsessed with her physique like I love it she's always held she's always held such a good off-season frame as well like I just like her flow it's cool yeah the flow so cool there's something else I wanted to ask you oh yeah last um thing about like tall girl problems and I've spoken about this like multiple times on my own podcast but about kind of like stage rates and you, you, you're trying to kind of, I don't think sometimes you're comparing, you're trying to place, you're kind of trying to 
get some reference points and trying to place yourself in the industry, I think sometimes, which means you have to somewhat compare. But I think where I've gone wrong in the past is I've tried to compare myself to a five foot two woman, which is absolutely pointless. So have you had moments like that yourself? All the time. Still, still now to this day, normally it's from Instagram as well, because I look at a post, I'm like, oh, Nathan, not that I'm, I suppose I am kind of comparing, but not in a sense where I'm like, oh, they're better or, or I want to look like them, but just yeah. the fact that look at this, look at that, and then we see how tall they are. And I'm like, oh, you can't even compare because their structure is just totally different. Small people are absolutely insane all the time on Instagram because they're just so compact. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, so. that. I remember asking you at um, Amateur Olympia, like what your stage weight was approximately. Yeah. So just... <laughs> me, what was your stage weight? <laughs> Let me just yeah. bend over out. <laughs> <laughs> I remember asking you because I was like, oh, someone my height. Achieved in person, I was like, "Right, girl, tell me the stage weight." I think you got like 143 or something. I can't remember now. Yeah, was. <laughs> <Would> you, <laughs> mate? Have I got good memory or what? But yeah, because it, it is hard though. Like it is so so hard when you are this height. When everyone's like, "Yeah, your stage weight is what some people would be in their off season," and you say what your weight is, like, "Oh, really?" I'm like, "Yeah, but mate, I'm like, I'm tall." <laughs> yeah. I don't even look at people's weights anymore now because I just think their weight is irrelevant because they're, they're like half the size. So they're going to be much lighter. Yeah. And as well, like, I, you know, last time I referenced Becky D, but how much she gained loads in her, um, from her last stage weight to this one, wasn't it like eight kilos more or something ridiculous? So what, what was she? What did she go on stage at? I can't remember now. I just remember seeing something about like being 8kg stage weight up from PCA. I feel like in her last show, did she have a year out? She had a year off. Yeah, at least a year. Physique looks totally different. Yeah. Totally. Looks mad. Looks yeah. mad. But yeah, it's so funny about like I've always said to Carl, I'm like, love Becky D's physique. I don't know what it is. <laughs> and I know she's tall, so I'm like, yeah, it's tall people. Yeah, it's because you can relate. Yeah, that's very true. So, what's the tea with Phoebe right now then? And what is the plan for us this year? I feel like that's like the question. That's like the question you ask people, isn't it? It's like, what's the plan? What's the plan? What's the plan? So, Phoebe, what's the plan? What's the plan? So, so far in the in the calendar, competing calendar, we have yeah. the two bros, Graftism Grand Prix on the 5th of September. Yeah. Uh, so that's the first one because it's a regional. Uh, it's good though because it gets you practicing and again on stage and uh, trialing out everything. Mm. And then four weeks later, we've got the Arnold's. So it's kind of basic, they're the only two that are set in stone just because everything that's gone on with travel, we don't want to book anything else and then not be able to go anywhere or be able to manage it. So they're the two that are definitely set in stone. Um, but potentially there'll be about three more. I think three. they'll I think so. Depending October. October and November. It depends how my physique is and 
depends how well I do. Say, say worst case scenario, say worst case, I do the regional and the Arnold's and maybe another two, and I don't manage to achieve a pro card, which is the goal, then I'll do the J, is it the JT Classic or mm -hmm. something, regional, just so that it will qualify me for next year. Um, and then, but if I don't, obviously I won't need to do that one. And we're looking at maybe Finland. Oh, nice. That's in September, right? Is it? Maybe yeah. Denmark. Yeah, Denmark in November. Denmark, sorry. I think it's just I've seen a post of Finland. I don't know where I got <laughs> confused. Denmark, the Romania, and the Big Man Weekend in Benidorm. So they're the three that are on the cards. Sounds good. Yes, and I'm doing them all with Nathan as well. He might not go on as long as what I do because I think for Nathan to hold his condition will will be a lot harder, especially being a uh, class one bodybuilder. Yeah, I think it'll be a little bit easier for me, bikini girl. <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit, just a little bit. Do you prefer or um, yeah? Do you prefer competing in the UK or abroad? Uh, I loved competing abroad. I think it was, the whole experience was just really nice. I think because you do like a few days, it just, it seems like a break as well. And it just makes more of it. Whereas if, if I compete in the UK, I tend to travel down on the day of the registration and oh. tan. So it's kind of like sorting all food out in the morning, traveling down, registration, tan, Wake up next day really early, show day over, go home, done. Yeah. That's it. Whereas if it's abroad, you want to get there like a few days before, so you're not rushing after you fly in, you do a food shop. Yeah. <laughs> you do a registration and then you tan and it, you have a few days after or maybe even one day. Romania was a bit more rushed because we, we was only allowed in the country so many hours because of the COVID situation. But it still, it still felt like a, a different kind of journey. Yeah. Journey. Break. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Did uh, you, um, what, no, what, what key differences did you see between competing against competitors in the UK and abroad? Were they more muscular? Were they less? Were yeah, like absolutely. more conditioned, less conditioned? Yeah, I, all the European girls are, hold a lot more mass and they are a lot harder mm -hmm. and they have less conditioning. I mean, there is some British girls that have all of that, but I think as well, but I just think the European girls are a, another level compared to the British. Mm. So all of us British girls are going to be soon turning into the European girls. <laughs> Right, Alison Tess, I can never say her last name, but... Um, oh, my God, I, absolutely, I actually saw her on stage. Oh, my God, she's amazing. She's nuts. She is she's, she's competing this weekend. Pardon? She's competing she's, this yeah, weekend. Yeah, she's doing... Um, oh, sorry, check it. I didn't mean to cut you off there. Is she doing Portugal? Yeah, doing Portugal. Yeah, mm. she's nuts. I haven't... It's funny, I've not met her in person yet, but it's like, I would love to see her in person. Yeah. I saw her when I was waiting for my tan. I was sat on my own in yeah. Alicante and I just saw her bum. 
and I, I knew straight away who it was. I think she had little tight leggings on and a crop top, and I just thought I was there in like baggy stuff, waiting for my time. <laughs> I think I even might have took a picture of her from afar and sent it Nathan saying, "Is that okay?" I love that. I'm gonna tell her that. Look, your ass is going get mad. <laughs> I love that though. That's so funny. Oh, honestly, I was so excited to see see you compete this year. Obviously, representing the tall girls. Holla, holla, holla. But there's one more question. Yes. I didn't tell you this. I'm really sorry. I should have done it. But what makes you not just a bikini girl? So it has to be something that is not related to fitness or bodybuilding that people might not know about you. Um, I don't know. It would, I think it would still be related to fitness, though. I'm going to say it anyway, just in case. Well, I've got a first class degree in Sport and exercise science. What you need to go to? I went to Sheffield Hallam. Oh, that's cool. That's probably one of my many achievements. I don't know. I didn't think I was going to get a first, but I managed to do it. <laughs> You've missed a very, very important thing that makes you not just a bikini girl. I've got a, a very lovely staffing. <laughs> there we go. Okay, so we're both staffy mums, and we send each other our staffies constantly all week it makes my day yes we are we are lovely dog mums <laughs> how old is Arnie again Arnie's uh, one well he's just a little bit older to say I was scared of dogs before though I'm, I feel like a crazy crazy dog lady now yeah, um, I remember, yeah I remember when um last year when I was met Nathan outside with Cal at the amateur yeah the amateur Olympia I remember him saying that you were really scared of dogs and now you're staffy converted. Yeah, honestly, I was so scared that every time I would be walking down the canal or something, I'd see a dog, I'd get palpitations, my hands would go clammy. And if I was with Nathan, I'd like step behind him and be like, oh, a dog. And he'd be like, it's fine, it's fine. I think it's because I didn't understand dogs and I didn't know what reactions was what. And I always just put kind of a barrier up whenever I saw one, whether it was little, big, noisy, not noisy, the mm. barrier was always there. But now I understand them, I think. So it's much better. I love dogs. Staffies are the best ever, ever. But I think that is the perfect way to end this podcast. But thank you so much for coming on. You are welcome. Thank you so much for having me on. I've loved it. You are good, but I will leave all of Phoebe's details below. Make sure you go and follow her for her very exciting competing journey. Like, also, I'm tanning at um, Two Bros. So I'll see you at the Graftism one. Yeah, tan me, baby. <laughs> I'm so excited. See you guys in the next episode.